Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Swoosh Hoops podcast. Episode four? Five? Episode five. Episode five. five. Episode five. Episode five. Um, Really, you know, exciting thing we got going here, going strong. But as you know, today is the big opening of NBA week, right? The NBA season is here, guys. Yes, sir. Yes. yes. We've been waiting for this moment. It's been a phenomenal, uh, anxious offseason, to say the least, with all the things happening in the news. You know, Lakers training for Russell Westbrook, the Kyrie Irving um, fiasco, and the Ben Simmons Simmons, (laughs) psych war that's going on in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. right now. So This um, morning. Right. We have a, you know, yeah, it's it's crazy (laughs) stuff, right? Um, But today we want to sit and focus on, you know, What's coming up for the NBA season? What are our predictions? Uh, um, you know, uh, we'll get into that. We'll also get into WNBA. Um, you know, what a great, great story in a, in a great series that we witnessed Crazy. between the Chicago Sky and the Phoenix Mercury. Shout out to those women, man. They they really put on for the cities and put on for the, for the game of basketball mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll, we'll give our playoff prediction seedings. And give our um, our finals predictions and who's going to win, and then um, ultimately we'll also do the our player awards. Uh, you know, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, we'll give that prediction, and then um, we'll get it started. And 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 and, and let's enjoy the NBA season as we we enter the 75th anniversary. So Thanks. if you didn't tune in last week, last week was um, our last episode, rather. Um, we went through our top 75, um, had a lot of, uh, I, would, I wouldn't say yeah, a feedback. Of feedback, yeah, a lot of feedback, you know, about who who should be who, and who mm-hmm. should be on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was great. You know, again, guys, keep the interaction going. We love it. Um, whether it's good or bad, you know, it's we're all here for a conversation. So Exactly. Um, let's kick it off to start. We're, it's only right that we start the segment off with the WNBA uh, shout out to Candace Parker, shout out to the Chicago sky for capturing their first WNBA championship. Um, Eric Armani, give me your guys reactions on what you saw and what, what you felt about it. And you know, so, like so far as game one, I didn't watch game one. Unfortunately I was busy at the time of game one, but game two came on and, you know, and I was just like, I have I had nothing to do, you know, I don't want to say it like that, but like, you know, let me just tune into the game, you know, because I knew he was going to reveal about it on the next show. So I got my headphones on, listen to the music and while I watched the game and you could clearly see that the Chicago sky had wanted it more. And one thing that actually surprised me was that these two teams was like, like the fifth versus the sixth seed, you know? So right. just as good as these teams are like, like, I remember there was a time when the Phoenix Mercury was running the WNBA. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Brittany Griner was was killing. Diana Taurasi was killing. And then now you add Skylar Diggins into the team. So now they have, like, their own big three, you yeah. know? And then also on the Sky side, you have Candace Parker, who's, like, one of the best, best yeah. women, oh, best she, female goated. basketball players. Of all. Yeah. She is goaded. We're going to talk yeah, about that. Like, we're going to speak about that in a little bit as well, too. But, you know, it's just crazy that both of these teams ended up in their their position as far as, like, seeding goes. But while I was watching game two, I was just like, man, like, the because the, after seeing that the Chicago Sky had pummeled 
the uh the Mercury by like what was it 20 20 sign 22 points game one yeah and yeah, game two 91 77 70, 77 something is, like that yeah crazy the score was crazy, crazy lopsided and um just to see that the Chicago Sky wanted it more um especially that game two and I was thinking to myself that if Diana Taurasi didn't pull like a late game comeback you know to send the game in overtime in that game two we'd possibly be looking at a sweep yep the the yeah. Chicago Sky clearly wanted it more but just that that game four was epic, man. I was I was having brunch with my girl, and as I'm sitting there, I'm watching the game on my phone as well, too. And I'm just like, you know what? This looks like it's about to be a tied series. It's gonna go down to the game five. Right. But yo, the the I think um my my on my phone I had lag for a little bit. So when I was watching the game on Hulu, I clicked live and I was surprised that the game was tied because it looked like, you know, once it comes down to the final moments, you know, you, you start, like, everything starts going the team way that's up, you know. So it was coming down to that, and I was just like, wow. Like, they really tied the game, and then I think they had made, like, a, a floater and put them up two. Next you know, two became yep. a four. And yep. I'm just like, wow, they're really about to run away with this. Yeah, but Vanderslot's cuts layup was, I was like, whoa. And, and then all on top of that, like Diana Taurasi couldn't make a layup at the end of game four. <laughs> three times in a row. Three. And then, and then three. she got then she got fouled on the three and then missed one of the threes. I yeah. mean one of the free throws. One of the free throws, yep. And I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, you know, what a coincidence that right before the, the series start, they award Diana Taurasi the GOAT. Like, Yo, you know. And the crazy things mm -hmm. about that, right? Literally in in game five, right? Because oh no, game four, sorry. Game four. In game four. Game four, the sky was down the whole game. They were the down. Uh, they were down eleven in the fourth quarter. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that's never been uh, to me. I don't think that's never been done before. Like the sky was down the whole game by double digits in the fourth quarter, where the Mercury could have could have just put a put a cap on that series, mm -hmm. and the, the, the sky just wouldn't quit. Like you could yeah. you could you could just tell they like, wanted it more they wanted it more they were more aggressive on the glass they the were more aggressive on deep yeah the hustle shout out know? to Kalia Cooper yo oh shout, yo, shout yo, out yeah. to her yo shout out to her <laughs> <laughs> shout out to her man yo she, yo, yo, she man. was down there rebounding with Brittany Griner throwing I'm like yeah man okay like, mm. those 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 women wanted it more for sure mm. and they just showed grit you know you know, grit and grind. They showed, you know, dedication. They they they, they showed effort. Mm -hmm. it, it was just like a, a a sight. And honestly, it was emotional too. Like, mm -hmm. oh like, yeah, facts. It was. I, and I usually oh, get yeah. emotional over yeah. Laker games, over yeah. regular season Laker yeah. games. I get emotional, mm -hmm. you know. But like to see that commence, I was, I was tearing like, up a little bit. Seriously, I was like, yo, that she's really about to do this, yo. Like mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, she put up what sixteen points. So, mm -hmm. uh, Candace Parker and. That three she hit was mm -hmm. she, right there when she hit the three. I was like, "Yeah, they got this. They mm -hmm. got it. They got the it. the whole momentum of the game just shifted, man. Yep. Yep. You know, because everything yep. was going Mercury's way until I hit um like live on Hulu, like yeah. the catch me up. I was yeah. like, they tied the game. Yeah, what? yeah. like as I walk in the street, I was just like, what the hell? I got I got home and I'm, on my phone, I'm look, I'm like watching, like you know, just keeping up with the score, and I'm just like, damn, I'm like. This how the sky gonna go out like this is this is mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then and i just kept checking i get home and uh one of my boys is like yo like watch watch the game it, 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 it's super i'm like 
they were just down by, by double digits. He's like, nah, they just tied the game. I was like, no. Let, let, me, let me just say something real quick. Uh, Phoenix basketball can't do nothing right. You know it, Phoenix. Oh. It is over for you, Phoenix. <laughs> they can't do nothing right. That's what y'all get. Something four. Something four. It was looking like Sky and four. Yo, you know? And Bucks and six. For real, man. You know, I, I, definitely heartbreaking for Phoenix. I, I mean, yeah. to lose in the finals. I heard, I heard they and, broke the – Diana Taurasi broke the door or something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure if you guys heard that. I, I, listen, I, I wouldn't be that. surprised. So, so uh, a, report, a report came out today, a Bleach report, saying that because I believe the Sky had their parade today. Yeah. And, um, it was reported that Diana Taurasi actually broke one of the locker room doors, and the Sky brought it to the parade with them. <laughs> that is fire! Wow, <laughs> that is fire! Yeah, Ultimate man. Geez. So I don't, I, but also, you know, I I feel like as a as you know as a go as the greatest player of all time, right? Like, there's no excuses. Um, Diana Taurasi was I was I was in my head. I think it was game two. I was just like. Why is she not being aggressive? You know, yeah. like, even though they're, they're feeding the ball to Brittany Ground and she's a monster on the block, you know, can't guard her. But why isn't Diana Taurasi demanding the ball? But yeah. then it was later revealed that she was actually injured. Um, yeah, she was playing with an injury, yeah. Right, which is unfortunate, you know, yeah. but. But I felt like, you know, maybe that, I, listen, I get Diana was trying to, she she was mm-hmm. trying to do what you know she what she killed right you know what I mean but I felt like the advantage they had all series long was I think they should have ran more PNR between Brittany and and Skyler mm-hmm. because Skyler was able to get to the cup at will at and whenever will. she won mm-hmm. remember in the overtime she hit the layup like I think it was game was it game two I believe it was game, game two. two yeah game, game two, two yeah mm-hmm. and game she two. she she took over the game um I I just think like. They should have ran more, more two men, two women action between Brittany Griner mm-hmm. and and Skylar Diggins. I think they would have got more opportunities offensively. Um, and they, I don't know, it just it just didn't happen that way. I guess you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So my thought on this series, I thought that um the Chicago Sky dominated the series. We really mm-hmm. look close to it. I think the style of pace, the way they like to run, run and gun up and down, it yeah, really yeah. caught the Phoenix Mercury off guard. Um, yeah, I think I think the Mercury kind of thought, in a sense, the sky would have been intimidated just a little bit. Not saying you know yeah, what I mean, but I like mean, you know, with the star power on that team, I mean, you know, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They they they've been running the lead for like the past what like because I remember you know, remember like, it was the it was the comments who ran it. Was the, it. it was the comment. Then it was it was was it was it the shock the Detroit shock was they was they was running it. Yeah, with Don Staley, um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, oh, for, yeah, for for like maybe like a couple years, and then mm-hmm. remember the Liberty had it for a little bit. You know, we're, we're Rebecca Lobo and all of them. And then, yeah, that, it, that was, that then was, the sparks that was took the off. Yeah. Then the spark, and then it was between like the uh, the Mercury and the uh, the Lynx, Minnesota yeah, the Lynx. Lynx. Yeah, Minnesota yeah, Lynx. Lynx. Yeah, 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 yeah Minnesota mm-hmm. Lynx, right? And then remember, yeah. you also had you also had. Um, Oh my God! Uh, uh, the Seattle, uh, uh, Seattle Storm. The, the Seattle Storm. They, they won last year. They won last year. That's, that's, that's what year. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. With Sue Bird and all them. So mm-hmm. like, it, but in the constant of that, the only consistent team that's been like in the conversation with the Mercury with, every with single Mercury. year, every year. Mm-hmm. You know. So mm-hmm. this this was to to your point, Eric. Like, it was surprising to see the sky dominate the series the way they did. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, th- you think about the style of play, it was more of Chicago Sky, more of a open court, space it out, mm-hmm. shoot it, mm-hmm. shoot it, running gun, running gun. With the yep. Phoenix Mercury of Green and Grinder, you got the dominating in, in the low post, mm-hmm. Diana Taurasi and Skylar Diggins. You, you figure, okay, their size and their and their experience will will with Diana Taurasi will at least get them at least mm-hmm. further in the finals. Right. Nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Candace Parker, Vandersloot, Alto Vandersloot, <coughs> and Ali Quigley dominated the series. Yeah, Ali Quigley was a sleeper the whole time, I think, yeah. in my opinion. Both, mm-hmm. I thought those two were the catalyst on the reason why the, the, Chicago, on the, the reason why the Sky won the series so easy. Because yeah. you really think about it, if they if it wasn't for those late baskets in game two in overtime, mm-hmm. this is a total sweep. It's a total and, sweep. It's a total and, sweep. Mm-hmm. And think about the fourth quarter. The Sky was, was down as much as 11. They outscored him by 15, 26 11. Crazy. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, Insane, so that, man. yeah. So, Candace Parker, yeah, she's the GOAT. I know mm-hmm. Diana Taurasi is the GOAT, but mm-hmm. come on. If you come, you play, this is your 13th season in the WNBA. You go, you spend your most of this, most of your career in LA. You're LA a lot of people rip, rip her off, man. Like, yeah, people thought yeah. she was bad. Overrated. Yeah. 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 I'm done overrated. But she was she rated one of the most overrated players in the WWE. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know. But, just, but, for yeah. her, but for her to come to come back to Chicago, her hometown, mm-hmm. and, like, really. And that, that was the emotional part about it. Yeah, yeah man. Like that franchise mm-hmm. to their first, the team's first title. It, it was, it, it. I know it took hey, a lot man. out of her, but hey, she got it done. Hey, she got it done. You, you, you know, shout and, out to the and, Chicago Sky. And she's gonna be on. T- and she's gonna be on TNT this season. So yeah, mm-hmm. word, word. So gonna be she's gonna be flashing the jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah talking about what's up, hey. Chuck. What's up, Chuck? <laughs> Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> but yeah, no, exactly. uh, yo, so Chuck can't get a break, Shaq. man. No, he can't. He can't get a break. Kenny. So Shaq and Kenny and Candace flashing it, and Dream Dame D Way flashing their rings. I'm, I'm I'm just glad that basketball is back, man. Uh, it's, it was a long offseason. Yeah. I'm just yeah, I'm just thankful, man. And yeah. you know, honestly, it was, it was short, but it was long though because it's yeah. season ended it, in July. But July, it was long. yeah, it, it, it was long because like you know, you know, you you, just, you couple that with society and like everything happening in the mm-hmm. world, and then like mm-hmm. every day there was like something. For the NBA, mm-hmm. it was the mm-hmm. news. It was trades. It was this. Yep. It was that. So yep. mm-hmm. it was a great way, honestly, for the WNBA to end on that high note the way it did, um, because it, the WNBA set up the excitement for basketball this coming season, right? Like I yeah. think, I think we owe a lot of props to how the WNBA carried the momentum throughout the summer, um, now into the fall, um, and, going into the NBA season. Mm-hmm. And also, I read on the Athletic on the, on the, on the uh, a tweet from that flag that viewership raised was raised twenty three percent during yeah. the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like well, the, so the, the, the 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 stigma of that how the WNBA is a boring product to watch. To me, if you don't if you don't understand the game of basketball, and if you don't appreciate just the art and the game of basketball, then you shouldn't be watching basketball mm-hmm. as a whole. Because exactly. I, at the end of the day. Whether it's men or women or even even kids playing the game, there's still always the game. something exciting to mm-hmm. watch and to mm-hmm. unpack, right? Like if you're really paying attention to the game. So, you know, again, really shout out to the women of WNBA. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to the Chicago Sky for winning the championship. Um, and we look forward to a great, great next season coming up because um, it's gonna be it's gonna be. I, I hope my sparks could 
could, you know, uh, <laughs> name, you know, oh, take the glory wait. back. Oh, by the way, think about the Phoenix Mercury. They almost got knocked out by New York Liberty in that first round series. They did. So you gotta yeah. watch out for yeah. them too. Yeah, we gotta watch out for the They're Liberty coming. too. Yeah, the Liberty. Liberty. Yeah, yeah, and Nesco is coming for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, so we segue right into that excitement into the NBA season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna kick off really quick. We're gonna go through our predictions, and I'll give you. Uh, I'll start off and give you my seedings first, or Eric, if you want to start, money doesn't matter. Yeah, um, and um, give give your seedings. Um, then let us know who's in your championship game and who wins the chip and why. So, when you guys right, take, so I'll, I'll start it off first. Okay. Um, little quick update. Uh, Dodgers just took a two nothing lead second inning. All right. So. All right, so my NBA playoff seedings in the East, I got one seed. I got the Milwaukee Bucks. They're coming back. Same mm-hmm. team. No, um, I know no um, P.J. Tucker. It's in the Miami Heat, but I just think that they're coming back. They're ready to go. Giannis, he's going to be on another mission to repeat. And also wants to, wants to get a, a finals MVP and regular season MVP. And what I saw during the preseason, if that keeps if, this, if he keeps this up with the shooting, the league's in trouble the next seven years. So, Mm-hmm. I got the Bucks as in the one seed, two seed. Even though the whole circus and chaos around Kyrie Irving <laughs> it makes, doesn't make sense, you still got James Harden and um, Kevin Durant, and they still right. got a really you can't decent, write them off. decent bench. You can't write yeah, them off. The, yeah, you can't write them off. No. I mean, I I got the Nets as a two seed. The three, okay, so three through six, it's a it's it's a it's a crapshoot for me. Oh, uh, here we go. So the three seed, I got the Miami Heat. <laughs> I got the three seed. I got the Miami Heat. The four seed. I didn't want to put them up there, but it's the Knicks. Five, the Sixers, because the whole Ben Simmons fiasco is is gonna. Yeah, is that we'll talk about that in another episode. And also, let's talk. We're gonna talk about the episode of how Katie, um, how Kyrie, the James Harden saga Sheesh. and the Ben Simmons saga. Is going to relate to what's going to happen with this collective bargain agreement that has an opt-out clause in 2020 in 2022. So keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, a lot of things are going to change. A lot of things are going to change. The owners are fed up with with the, with the behaviors going on with the with the with these big players. With big yeah, because in Adam Silver's league, the players he's player he's player <laughs> he's pro, he's pro player. So you know the players right. kind of run the league mm-hmm. in a sense, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, the late great David Stern, my God rest his soul, David Stern was more. Stern, <laughs> pun intended. No pun, uh, pun intended. No pun intended. Trust he me, was, I know. I he know. Was, yeah, he was very strict. So, but yeah, continue. All right. So I had the Sixers at I had the seventy sixes at five. The Hawks at six. Now, the playing teams: seven Celtics, eight Pacers, nine Bulls, ten Hornets edging out the Wizards. And okay. now. And I got coming out of the East, the Bucks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like I like I said before, I think the Bucks. And there's they're a they're a sleeper. Was the last mm-hmm. time you had a um, a defending champ as a sleeper? Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they're the sleeper though. Because I really don't know. Because everyone's talking about the Brooklyn Nets, the Lake Lakers, the Heat. But no one's talking about the Milwaukee Bucks as a as a repeat. 
Mm-hmm. As, uh, as a contender. I mean, there is an asterisk, right? When people talk about the Bucks, where right. oh, if James Harden was in, yeah, yeah I, get it. James, I get it, I get it, I get it. KD, if Kyrie and James Harden go down with injuries, that series, I know. And I, but. and I see, I seen that you mentioned the Heat, but like the names I've been hearing like this past off season, like who's gonna win the chip, has only been two teams. And if anything, that third team is the Bucks. I wouldn't hear the Heat until like maybe no, fourth or fifth. Oh, also about that he has like a Eastern Conference contender. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Not, not, not in championship. Contender. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. All okay. right, so my, so my Western Conference teams seeding one, like at Utah, the Jazz, the two, mm-hmm. the Phoenix Suns. Very interesting because DeAndre Ayton, what happened? We'll, we'll get, that, get to that later. And Phoenix is moving crazy with that, man. Yeah, makes like. Money. Here's about to say really quick, really quick. Yeah. I know I know we gotta get going, but like yeah, I don't I don't understand. First of all, campaign, you need to fire yeah. your agent because like, what like are you doing man the, the fact that like he Landry Shannon was was acquired via trade from the Nets, right? They give him uh they, they give him a rookie extension, right? That's two times more than what campaign is getting paid. The campaign actually had a great playoffs. Who deserves? He showed up. He showed Where Shamit didn't really play, right? Mm-hmm. And then you give you give you give ninety million to uh, Mikael Bridges. Bridges, and then like you you don't give the guy who actually sacrificed and actually was an intricate part of you getting to the finals, which was DeAndre Ayton, who. Okay. Yeah. Say what? As as a Laker fan, I I I'll, I know the real story, right? But at the end of the day, he outplayed Anthony Davis. Let's just call it what it is. His AD was hurt, right? In round two, in round two, he outplayed the MVP. He outplayed the MVP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And was, then we forget match. in the conference finals, who who dunked the, who who dunked the alley to 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 turn that whole Yo, series man. around? It was right. DeAndre yeah. Ayton who, who who hit the game winning dunk. So like. Like for yes, and I get it. When he got to Giannis, he was getting cooked. Mm-hmm. But that's Giannis, bro. It's like Giannis. at the end of the day, right. like, everybody will get cooked by Giannis. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like yep. it's just like I, I don't understand. Giannis want to get his buckets. Yeah, I, I just don't understand mm-hmm. what Robert. I don't know what 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 it's like, Robert, Robert Sarver. I don't know. Yes, he's known. Like if you if you look he's at the history of the Suns, yeah, he, he's known to be cheap. Did you know that he sold the the G League team? I even know that. Yeah, he sold their G League team. So that they what don't have this? this is like a couple of years ago, I believe. He he sold the wow. G League team. Um if you look at the, the past contracts, right? Like Amari Stoudemire, he didn't want to pay. Steve Nash he didn't want to pay. Like in order for you to win a in order for you to be a, a, a consistent contender say, in the NBA, say, you, say have you have to spend the money. You spend the money. You have to spend the money. It is what it is. If you look at all if you look at all look at the past ten years, not mm-hmm. even you can even go twenty. Everybody, all the, all these organizations had to spend the money in order to stay afloat. This is it is what it is. You have They've to been do that. In the negative. They've been in the negative. Yeah, you have to pay that luxury tax, man. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, I just and, don't understand that. And and sometimes right. you you my bad you you really get the benefit of where you have good pieces that you acquire on your team that's good to contend for a championship, and you got right. good draft picks as well too. Right. That really happens. Now what's going to happen? I can guarantee you, it's going to be a team. Like Orlando, or I don't know, like uh, maybe Houston or OKC, whatever. There's gonna San be one Antonio. of those San Antonio who's gonna say, you know what, here's the max, and and you're gonna be a featured player on, on our team. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be like, yeah, I'm out of here. 
Or you know what I'm saying? One of those big market teams that be that that are lurking that are lurking around like, oh, he's a let the Lakers get mm-hmm. DeAndre. <laughs> <Yep. Yep. laughs> We're yep. known for getting bigs. That's all I'm saying. Yep. But, Damn, uh, listen, Davis in the front. Oh court. my god! But all I'm saying is, you don't want to, as a contender, you don't want to create an issue with one of your your key players, one of your stars, because now he's going to start questioning: Do they? Do they, they have really my best interest? Really right. Did, like yeah. I sacrificed because I was supposed mm-hmm. to be the guy. Yep. Devin Booker was a, was actually frustrated here yep. when he when when DeAndre mm-hmm. got to the Suns, Devin Booker was on the brink of wanting to ask out because he was frustrated. Because what did he say? I'm tired of losing. Mm-hmm. If you look mm-hmm. at any player in any 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 star in NBA history, as soon as they say they're tired of losing, that's an indication the of saying, hey, I want out. Give me out. The clock is ticking. Clock is yeah, ticking. exactly. So at the end of the look day, look at Ben like, Simmons. Look at Ben Simmons. Say, like it's just, it's. I just don't understand what the Suns are doing. That's why they always be the Suns, and when, I'm not worried about them. But yeah, continue. All right, so we can. All right, so let's continue to uh, with our playoff seedings. All right, so I had the Jazz at one in the West, the Suns second in the West, Lakers at three, mm-hmm. Nuggets at four, because I think Jamal Murray's going to come back late in the season, giving that little push. Mavs at five, Clippers at six. Now, this is where things get real interesting. My playing teams, the Warriors at seven, Blazers at eight, Grizzlies at nine, and then it's going to be a a race for the last playing spot between the Timberwolves and the Sacramento Kings. Okay. I I like, you know, and we'll get to my list too. I, I, I like the, I like, I like the T-Wolves, but yeah. The Warriors is a playing the, team? Ooh, I don't know. I, here's the thing, though. Here's the, here's the thing, though. It could be that, that Warrior team is a wild card team in that whole conference because Clay Thompson is not going to be back until January, the earliest. So if yeah. they can like if they can hold fort until maybe through Christmas or New Year's Day mm-hmm. and be like – I believe like, that they will, though. 30, be like be 30 games in to be like around – 20 and 10 or mm-hmm. you know in that in, in that range clay thompson comes back in maybe and maybe they could start get that little traction going between steph and clay and draymond and the young guys you never know how how things can play out in the western conference so this this is a wild card team to me they can finish anywhere from the top four to the play-ins that's how that's how that's how wide the margin is for the for, for the warriors to me <laughs> I'm Ronnie. Oh, well, well, your champions, Eric. Oh, my champions. Okay, so I had the Bucks coming out the East. Uh, in the West, ooh, <laughs> you questioning? <laughs> this, this one, this one, I get the Nick, the, the Nick Young me. Yeah, like what? Nah, but go ahead, go ahead. It's your prediction, sure, right? Go ahead. Fine. I won't, I won't blow a casket because I know what's gonna happen. Go ahead. I'm going okay. I'm going Bucks versus Lakers. Okay, right? <laughs> who's who's winning it? Game seven in Milwaukee. LeBron finds a way to pull it out of Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All, right. all right. I like it. I like it. I like it. Because because the West, I had the in the conference finals, I had the Lakers and the. Lakers in in the Suns, and the conference finals. Ooh, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't see the Clippers yeah, we, getting out because yeah, no Kawhi. Yeah, 
Yeah, we need that um, get back anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, send them my way. Dallas, Jason Kidd. I'm not. Sh- I know everyone's high on Jason Kidd and Luka Doncic. I'm. I'm. I'm not. It's a, a sour taste in your mouth because it's, yeah, it's, it's the Dallas Knicks. It's, it's the Dallas Knicks over there. Mm-mm, no, 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 <laughs> no. Well, Frank. Well, this thing. Frank wasn't. Frank Vanillakini wasn't worth the eighth pick, right? Um. I'm not sure hey, about how that. Damn, Frank, Matt, yo, they got Frank Minakila. They have yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. They have Reggie Tim Bullock. Jr. <laughs> they have Christopher Zingas. Yo, Reggie all Bullock. these ex-Nick players. Like, like, damn. That's why they call the Dallas Knicks. It's like the, 20, the 2015 Knicks. <laughs> Seriously. All you need is Mellow. Yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mellow oh, and Amari Stoudemire. All right, yeah, call him for the big three. See if he can play this way. Mm. Oh, all, right. all right, all right, cool. All right. I'll go. I'll go. So go for the East, I have the Bucks one. Um, I have the Nets two. Like these are these are things that we already know. Um, for the third seed, I have the Heat. The fourth seed, I have the Hawks. I feel like the Hawks is going to come back. Well, I wouldn't really say with a vengeance, but you know, I feel like they they was almost there to the promised land to be like, all right, we know they what got we a little to taste do. of it. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is that they didn't do much retooling to kind of like signify that to move the needle. They kept the, they kept the um, same. They kept the right, same. you know. And and uh, let, let me just finish this, and then I'll explain what I wanted to talk about. What I supposed to you guys about? Uh, here, here we go, man. So here we go. Yeah. So all right. So for number five, for the fifth seed, I got the Chicago Bulls. Um, they make their return back to the postseason. For the sixth seed, I got the dysfunctional 76ers. Um, the seventh seed, I have the beloved New York Knicks. <laughs> the eighth seed, I got the so like this the Knicks and the Celtics are gonna be like in the play in. Um, yeah. and I have the Celtics at eight, which is really crazy, you know. Um, the ninth seed, I have the Pacers, and the tenth seed, I got it's either between the Hornets and the Wizards. So what I wanted to mention was that actually I was watching NBA TV this morning. And I'm not sure yeah. if this was a um a re-recording. I can't remember the analyst's name. I know his first name was Tim. Don't really know his, na- his last name. But he had the Hawks coming out of the East. And, yeah. And he was just, like, just saying, like, they got a young core, you know, kind of reminds him of the Warriors back, like, a couple years ago. And I'm like, bro, the, the Hawks is getting past the Bucks. The, the and like pretty much what I just said, the, the Hawks they got they got there, they they got, almost got to the promised land, but didn't really make the right adjustments to kind of move the needle to say, Hey, yo, these boys is coming back. So, what, how would that, how would you get that to say, like, yo, they're gonna beat the Bucks, they're gonna beat the Nets, they're gonna beat the Heat, they're gonna beat the Bulls, Bulls, maybe, but the other two, the other three teams I mentioned, I don't think so. Um, I don't think they even, I don't think they even beat the Knicks in a, in a playoff series, right? So, that that's the that's what I'm just like whoa like that that take was like I, I literally had to stop me at breakfast like what yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like what the, what does Stephen A Smith say stay off the weed duh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um crazy. all right so for the Western Conference I got the Utah Jazz I feel like they're gonna hit the ground running. Um, it's gonna be the same same song and dance, you know. They we already know what we get in Utah Jazz, even though they added a couple pieces in the offseason. Um, they they're they're gonna be that team to take this the seat uh the regular season seriously. Um, but the thing is what they do in the playoffs, that's up to them. Um the second seed, I have I have the Suns, same thing. 
They got there to the promised land. They want to take the 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 season series, um, seriously. Excuse me, mm-hmm. um, but this whole DeAndre thing, DeAndre Ayan thing. How how far can it get blown out? You know what I mean? Like, but so I don't. Here, here's the thing: is the deadline was yesterday at mm-hmm. six p.m. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the extension. So now he has to wait until the off season mm-hmm. to either sign or become he can, a, become an unrestricted free, free agent, agent mm-hmm. after yeah. after next season though. So like mm-hmm. he has to mm-hmm. still play this year and next year. So after mm-hmm. not this summer coming after this season, the following summer he could be yeah. an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. So the reason why I brought that up because like the as far as like personality and team chemistry in the locker room, like mm-hmm. remember that year when uh, after. I believe it was after the 2003 series when Shaq was like, yo, give me my money, you know? And I remember in the preseason game, he dunked the ball and he looked at Jerry West was like, are you going to pay me my beeping yeah. money? Right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, and then there's a lot of people saying that, Oh, like, as far as like, everybody's getting max money nowadays. Like the league just has money to throw around, you know, right. like potentially James Harden could be, a player to get $60 million, like, which is really like, crazy. Which is That's the, right. it'll, it'll which be the, is the best player. Right, and that's yeah. why he they, and that's why they didn't sign. He didn't sign the extension last night. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense for him yeah. to do it. Right, because he's gonna get more. Yeah, like, so like, you're gonna get more. So you know, everybody's cases like DeAndre Jordan and the, I mean, excuse me, DeAndre Ayton and like the max, like like you can't be asking for max money when you're getting 15 points and 11 rebounds. But the man averaged 62 percent field goal shooting in the playoffs. Now I understand, like you know, that's that's not inflated numbers. That's not like your AD numbers. You know, I get it. But he was played a pivotal part in the Suns making the finals last year, you know. So you also got to take that into account as well, too. So I'm not sure if like just his ego is going to get to him. Like nah, like I'm not 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 saying something on like Kyrie Irving's level or Ben Simmons level, but it might. I don't know for whatever reason it might cause a little bit of friction. Um. So, but I still have the Suns at number two. Mm-hmm. Moving on, I got the Link Show at number three. Um, there's going to be like a lot of low management this season. So, and we're matter of fact, we're going into the season already banged up. Like we're missing, yeah, we're missing Kendrick Nunn. We're missing THC. We're missing Trevor Ariza. We just added uh, Avery Bradley, who I felt like should never left in the first place. Yeah, but, yeah. And we're also know, missing Wayne Ellington with the hamstring. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I have the Lakers at. Um, I would love for us to, to steamroll the the season, but just being realistic here. Um, the fourth seed, I got the Nuggets. You know, I like, you know, I might get a lot of flack because I'm counting the MVP out. I'm not counting the MVP out. It's just that all the other teams I listed are better than yeah. the Nuggets. Um, but and, and we so also got Jamal Murray's out. Exactly. So we Jamal Murray's out. Right, and I feel like this part that these next this next team is also facing the same issues that the Nuggets are facing, and that's injuries. And with the fifth seed, with that being said, we got the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, the whole issue with Kawhi Leonard, like he's injured as well too. So we're gonna see that how how much can PG do to keep him in the middle of the pack, um, mm-hmm. so they don't fall into like a playing game or something like that. The sixth seed, I have the Warriors, so a little bit higher than you, Eric. Um, I feel like the Warriors they have a good culture going on, even without Clay, like they still can win games, even though they added uh, a dude of, of Andre Iguodala's caliber. You know what I mean? Who brings really good IQ to the game. Um, not saying he's going to move the needle or anything, but like just to make him a little bit more competitive, you know, give him yeah. another, uh, another, another basketball insight. Cause I feel like at the beginning of last season, when everybody was locked in on Curry and I felt like Curry didn't really have a direction of who to go to because he's playing with a, like a whole new cast of players. So, um, but 
the the emergence of Jordan Poole, yo, he's looking out. He's going to turn out to be really, really good, man. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for the seventh seed, I got the Dallas Mavericks. We just got to see. Also, like, we also got to take into account until, like, trades. But this is just, like, looking at the, the season and these teams' rosters, like, in the moment, which is going off that. So anything can happen. Like, for whatever reason, I don't know, the Mavericks can mess around and get calls in these towns, and they jump to, like, the front of the pack, you know? Mm-hmm. But for the seventh seed, I have the Dallas Mavericks. I feel like Luke is going to be on the carrying job. KP need to get the work, you know? Like, this is this is a tandem that we – when we – when we seen got paired up a couple years ago, we was just like, yo, they're going to be dangerous. And that was like, we just yeah, looked at them it, and laughed. It, it kind of gave you the the what Nash and Nowitzki could have been if Nash Thank stayed you. in Dallas. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's just the issue with that. Uh, the AFC, I got the Portland Trailblazers. We already know how that go. Like the Trailblazers been finding themselves like in the like the, the later pack of the conference. So I could definitely see them being in the playing team. The Grizzlies, I have them as the ninth playing scenario again um so now the tempsey was kind of hard because mm-hmm. it was a toss-up between three teams i had the pelicans i had the timberwolves and i had the kings so pelicans, you could get them out the thing with the pelicans, yeah, the pelicans i think pelicans, is yeah i think and the pelicans zion are, again yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't know no one knows zion's zion's not gonna play a full year like mm-hmm. it's clear no. and I think more and more he's becoming less and less invested with them. Mm-hmm. Um, just with the whole back and forth between uh, him and David Griffin, like oh, he, we, you know, like he, they don't talk to each other. He's not happy with how they're, they're they, they took injuries. You know, when he came, it's just weird how that organization is being ran. Like, and I just think Brandon Ingram is going to really go into his own this year, he, where he has he, to. He's he he's going to honestly. I got him. He I got him to. averaging like twenty eight a game this year. But mm-hmm. the team is mm-hmm. going to win like thirty something games. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, if that. Yeah, and um, as as far as so as far as the Eastern Conference, who I got coming out the East? Oh, this is difficult, man. Ah, oh, shit. I want to say the oh, Nets. I want cursing, cursing, cursing. Oh my bad, yeah. my bad. I I want to yeah. say I want to say the Nets. You want to keep it clean. Yeah, I <laughs> I got the Nets mm-hmm. coming out the East. Um, even though they're dealing with this whole Kyrie Irving situation, I still believe they can make it out. Um, and especially everybody's healthy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even when um when Harden was healthy, or yeah, even when Harden was healthy, Harden and KD healthy, like that's still very dangerous. Um, and for coming out the West, like who else, man? Like come on, um. So I got the Nets and the Lakers and the Finals. This is what everybody wanted for like the past three years, past yeah. three, four years. And, you know, I'm going with the Lake Show, man. <laughs> I'm going with the Lake Show. In, in, the, in the seven-game series, I feel like it's going to come down to the wire. Like, there's going to be a time when Harden makes a crazy shot. KD comes out and makes a crazy shot. Westbrook does a crazy A1 layer. Like, it's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be jam-packed with just a, like a lot of action things going on. Like... So, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead, bro. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so uh, I'll start with the East. Um, in the East, I have the Bucks as the number one team. Um, I just think they they're they're gonna take the regular season very seriously. Um, you know, with Giannis and you know uh, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Um, I think they got a swagger about them this year where mm-hmm. they're going to, they, they know what it takes to win. They, 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 they had a, had a taste of being on the mountaintop. So I just think that, um, they'll take the regular season very, very seriously because they're going to want home court advantage. So, um, 
Can we just say one thing? One thing yeah. I forgot to mention. I'm not sure if this is going to happen in the season, but what we seen in preseason, this man Giannis looked like he had a jump shot, Listen, and he's confident. His jump shot to me, yeah, right? When I look, yeah. when, I, when I look at his jump shot, it's not elongated. He he doesn't like force it like from his like upper body. If you look at his jump shot now, he's actually using his legs, mm-hmm. right? And 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 now. It's it's going to be difficult to teams for teams to guard him because if they back off, which they normally do now and build a wall, he's going to have that what eighteen to 16, mm-hmm. 14 foot jump shot, mm-hmm. which he can make. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, think about it. He shot over forty nine percent from the field, right? And and he shot eighty percent from the paint in, mm-hmm. in in the playoffs last year. So, um, I just think you know they'll the the, the Bucks will take the regulars a lot more seriously. Um, because they're gonna want the home court advantage. Um, I got the Nets as the number two seed. Um, I just, regardless of the Kyrie situation, uh, I think that goes. I think the Kyrie issue would affect them more in the playoffs, and I'll get to that more so than the regular season. I just think the regular season they just have too much talent. It's too much nights that people take off, um, and their talent is gonna supersede a lot of just games where they could potentially lose and they'll just wind up winning. Um, so. Um, I got the Nets at two. I got the Heat at number three. Mm-hmm. The Heat are going to be a Dogs. nightmare for Dogs. other teams on the defensive end of the side of the, on the defensive side of the ball. Because the thing is, when you put guys out there like Bam, who's defensive minded, Jimmy, who's defensive minded, PJ Tucker, who's defensive minded, and then you also add Kyle Lowry, who's defensive minded, they're going to yeah, they're going to annoy a lot of teams throughout the year. And I just think. If you're if you're the Nets or the Bucks, you don't want to see them unless you have to. Like, mm-hmm. I, I you like you don't want to in, in the playoffs, right? Because they're gonna they're, oh man, it's it's gonna be a dog fight and they're gonna make you work. So I got I got the Heat at three, four. I have the Hawks. Uh, I just think the Hawks are going into the year knowing what they have to do. They're going off that swagger. They're gonna have they're gonna have a good vibe about them. I think a lot of the issues between like Trey Young and John Collins are, are like in the past and they can they can move forward. I just think they won't be any better. Um they could potentially be a first round exit to me because they, they didn't tweak anything to get better. They're the same team. So right. I just think that during a regular season um they'll be they have good enough talent just to be a four seed. Um but I, I don't see them going further than that. Um fifth seed I got the Sixers that's an asterisk because I do not know what's going to happen um, <laughs> with the whole Ben Simmons thing and what they what they can get in return. Because at this point, he has to go. Um, the whole issue today with him being thrown out of practice and all that stuff because, you know, he didn't want to do defensive drills or whatever the case is. And then you got Joel Embiid on the podium talking about, I don't care about that man anymore. Or whatever. At this point, like, you, if Daryl Morey, and I hope one day you listen to our podcast, you should be. But Daryl Morey, at this point, you need to get rid of him because it's going. It's becoming a toxic environment, not just for Ben Simmons. It's mm-hmm. also now frustrating your star. Mm-hmm. And if it frustrates your star, it's going to frustrate everyone else. Exactly. You're in a no-win mm-hmm. situation keeping him right now. Mm-hmm. What I understand, you want to get an all-star and a, a James Harden-esque return for his, for his value, but now you're not because Ben Simmons also diminishes his own value. Mm-hmm. So teams... Teams know he doesn't want to be there, so they're not going to give you their best pieces to get him. You have to just give give up on him. I understand you want you don't want to pay pennies on a dollar, but 
it is what it is. You got to cut your losses, take what you can get, and move on. Okay. Mm -hmm. You um, made that trade last year. You should have made the hardest trade last. last year. Yep. Um. So yeah, I got Sixers at five, Bulls at six, just missing the plane by by a half game over the Knicks. Um. I just think the Bulls are gonna be a team that a lot of people are gonna surprise because. Again, as I stated before in the podcast, I think they're going to be the Hawks of last year. Not getting as further as they did, but as far as like the regular season, they were really surprising a lot of teams. Um, I, you know, looking at them, watching a couple of their preseason games, their tempo is going to be phenomenal. They're going to be really fun to watch. Um, so I have the Bulls at six, just inching in. Uh, and then I have the Knicks at seven, only because I feel like the Knicks are going to – the Knicks are going to – uh, going to have harder games to play, meaning I, 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 and I, I always harp on this throughout the podcast and all year I'm going to. Teams are going to be prepared for them. Um, and I and I have to see what, what that defense is going to look like now with you got two players who don't really play good defense in your starting lineup. So um, I have to – and then I got to see if Mitchell Robinson can stay healthy for a full year. So mm -hmm. um, I have to see. But, I, again, anything can happen, right? I, I can see the Knicks getting in and avoiding the play-in. But I also can see them in the play in the same thing like the Bulls. I think the Knicks and Bulls are on the same tier right now. Um, Celtics, I got eight. Um, I just the Celtics, they they're gonna be the the you have two really great players on your team um, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I just think um, the guard play is gonna be a little bit fishy. I don't. Dennis Schroeder is going to a contract year again. Uh, so he's definitely going to try to prove himself. I don't know if that's going to take away from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's like effectiveness on the game, you know. So I, I, I'm iffy about that. And then um, obviously, uh, Marcus Smart. They're, they're relatively they have a small um, backcourt. So um, I, I just I don't know. Like I, I I gotta see how that works. I just I just think ultimately, um, like if you look at their best playmaker, it's going to be Al Horford. I. That that to and me, he's out for the, and he's out for the opener, right? Exactly. So, I got the Celtics like crawling to eight, and then I have the Pacers at nine. Um, I think you know it'll take some time for them to kind of get it together with Rick Carlisle. Um, I got to see what TJ Warren looks like mm -hmm. when he comes back from injury, and then how is all that going to gel when TJ Warren gets back? Who who wants the ball? And Karis Levert, who wants and the Sabonis. ball? And Sabonis, who wants the ball? So I, I got to see what that looks like. And then 10, I have the Hornets slash Wizards. The Wizards are going to be horrible defensively. Oh, my God. They're going to be really, really bad defensively. Um, Kyle Kuzma is going to really put up. I hope so. He better. Gonna, he's going to put up shots, but I don't know if they're going to be efficient. So um, <laughs> He better. I got, I got, I'm got. i going gonna to stick with the Hornets. I'm going to say the Hornets making it in the play. And coming out the East – I'm gonna we're gonna wait. Hold on. <laughs> Let's get to the West. I got a scenario as to why I'm gonna wait, and I'll give you my two scenarios. So in the West, I actually got the Suns as the number one seed. Um, I just think the Suns are really just gonna just come out the gate swinging. I, I think they they kind of know, you know, people kind of are writing them off a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're gonna take the season a little bit more seriously again. But it's it's all fluid because I think. What all happens with DeAndre Ayton. I think that that's a really big thing. People are underestimating what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I got the Jazz at number two. I just think the Jazz, um, 
again, another team that has a home court advantage because those crazy ass fans, um, you know, and Utah, <laughs> Utah, Utah usually takes the regular season pretty seriously. So um, I definitely got Utah as number two. Number three, I, I got the Lakers. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the first couple games is going to be a little bit tough. I wouldn't say tough, but it, it'll be some grown pains. They got the, they got, obviously, they got the Warriors tonight. And then on uh, a headache. Yeah. And I think, I think Thursday they have uh, the sun. So, and after that, it's like, they, they got like the, the uh, they got the, the thunder twice. They got the rockets, I think. So like, they'll have time to kind of gel their first 15 games. I think the first 15 games, I think 85 or 90% of those games are at home. So I think they'll, they'll have the opportunity to kind of gel and get those things together. But what hurts them right now is injuries. So, um, that's another like integration period they have to do. So they're gonna they're gonna gel with those guys out, but then now when Ariza and CHT come back and they, back. now you gotta you know incorporate them into the offense as well. So mm-hmm. I think they're gonna go through two 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 times where they're trying to figure out how this whole thing fits. But I got them as a three seed, four seed. I'm high on them more than I am, more than you guys are on these guys. I got the Warriors at four. I think the Warriors are going to surprise a lot of people. Jordan Poole is actually going to be a really good player. I, I, you know, going to the Laker game in person and actually seeing them play, the Warriors yeah, yeah. are going to be there. The Warriors He's are going to be really good. yeah. Jordan Poole is going to provide um, a lot of a lot of offense for them. Um, Wiggins now can move to his natural position with Jordan Poole in the starting lineup. Um, then you're going to have Steph, and then obviously when Clay comes back. Pool moves to the bench, and then they have a bench unit. Like I, I think you know the war is going to be, they're going to be way better than, than these playing teams I'm going to mention um, coming down the line. I, I just think you know they know this year it's not, it's not um, you know we're just a fluke year or we're just trying to you know wait till Clay comes back. This is strength, strength in numbers. I think Warriors are back. Mm. So I got them. I got them at four. Um, at five, I got the Mavericks. I just think you know. They they edge out because the top five only because of injuries between mm-hmm. the Clippers and the Nuggets. I just think they they they're able to withstand that. Um, and uh, I think actually Jason Kidd um, finds a way to incorporate Porzingis a little bit better um, than Rick Carlisle did, and I, I see them improving a little bit. So I got them at five. At six, I got the Nuggets only because Jamal Murray is not going to be there. Um, Having Monte Morris and, and and Frank Compazzo as your back as your backcourt, I am not confident that's going to get it done throughout the regular season. Um, Jokic will be Jokic, but it'll be a lot more on him to 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 carry this load. Um, I don't know if MPJ is is set for it. Right, he's he's not he's not a good defender. Uh, he's a good shooter, but that's that's really it. Um, but good addition with Jeff Green. Um, he's a good he's a good veteran. Um, he, he could put up numbers in bunches when he's hot. Um, but I, I just think without Jamal Murray, they kind of suffer um, because there's so many great guards in the West right now. Yeah. It's going to be tough for them to kind of get through that just with one big who who, who has to go through Anthony Davis. Projecting, and, and really good role players. Aiden, you know, Gobert, like the list goes on, you know. So I, I think the Nuggets are making it to the sixth seed. Mm. Playing teams. I got the Clippers. At seven, only reason why I said the Clippers, um, because I, I just don't think Ty Lue and that organization have to kind of play it safe, because you don't want to you don't want to push Paul George too much into the ground, 
um, because then now you're going to have a problem with maybe his injury history, and then you got Kawhi, you're not sure what he's going to do. I think they're going to just, like, stay afloat, so as long as they can get in, I have a chance to get in, Kawhi will be back, and then I think they'll make a push in the playoffs. But uh, for the regular season, I kind of think right now, um, they'll just, they'll I'm not saying they'll coast, but they, they won't push the pedal too much. Um, the eighth seed, I got the Grizzlies as eighth. Um, I just think, you know, uh, that's just where they are. You know, um, they didn't, they didn't make any great moves. I, I think losing Valentinus was kind of, kind of big for them. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Adding, um, Steven Adams, Steven Adams was, was a question, but uh, yeah, it was a head scratcher for me. I'm not sure why, but it is what it is. Um, so for nine, nine, I got the Blazers. Um, I just, Damon Lillard, um, you know, I just, I just need him. I, I, I just can't, I can't bet against him at least making the playoffs um, at the very least. At 10, I got the Timberwolves because I like the T-Wolves. Um, I think Carl Anthony Towns is going to have a really, really good year based on everything that's happened to him, you know, and I think this time around he'll be more focused. I know he wants to win. He's going to be motivated. You know, having uh, Anthony Edwards along him by his side, I think it'll be it'll be great. Um, so there goes my 10 for each conference. Now my championship, well, my coming out the West is the Lakers, prohibited favorite. I think there's no one in the West that could kind of contend with the Lakers when it comes to the time of the playoffs. I think they'll gel by then and they'll be pretty tough to beat. In the East, I have... It all depends on Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving uh, is playing, I got the Nets going to the finals. But I got them losing to the Lakers in the finals with Kyrie Irving because I think the issue is that Russell Westbrook is going to be the key in that series. Russell Westbrook is going to be so physically dominant when it comes to those guards of attacking the rim. The weakness of the Nets is, is, is rim protection. And they're gonna they're gonna give him drop back coverage all the time, but at the end of the day, they don't have length. So Russell Westbrook is going to attack Kyrie Irving. He's going to attack those guards. He's going to attack Nick Claxton. He's going to attack Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. And obviously, Katie's on the opposite end of that court is motivational thing for 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 Russell Westbrook. So mm, you're gonna be locked in, right? I, I got the Lakers <clears throat> beating the Nets in seven games, but. If the Bucs and the Lakers meet in the finals, I think I'm going to go with the Bucs, man. I hate to say it. The Bucs are a night, are, um, are, are nightmare matchup for Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. because, because those they're going to they're gonna dare Russell Westbrook to shoot. To drive. Right? Yeah. Right? And he's, he's going to be tough for him to drive because, because be, you know, the Bucs are really long, right? You, you're going to have Brook Lopez in the paint. You're going to have Bobby Portis in the paint. You're going to have Giannis in the paint. Yeah, and then your point of attack is Drew Holiday. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I think if it gets to a seven-game series, though, I'm going to bet on the Lakers because it's LeBron James, and I don't bet against LeBron James in a seven-game series. But if that series goes five or six, it's literally because it's a really bad matchup for them, and I just think because Russell Westbrook will struggle, um, it, 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 it'll just hurt. So mm-hmm. right, right now I got Lakers and Nets. Lakers winning the series, but I can see the Bucks coming out of the East as well. And if it's the Bucks and Lakers, I got the Lakers by a slight edge margin, but I I, I I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't put my last dollar on the Lakers to win that series. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So um, as we commence that, uh, again, share your thoughts, guys, and 
you know, shout us out. Let us know uh, what you think. Um, we lost Eric. I know he has some technical. Oh, there goes Eric. There you Eric. Go. Eric is back. Yeah, okay. We're back. Um, so yeah, I, that's just my prediction there with with those. Um, and then we can get into the oh, season yeah. awards. So for MVP Hold this on. year. Hold on. Ernest, what was your but, predictions again? Because I missed it. Oh, I had so I had the Nets and the Lakers right in the finals. Uh, Contingent mm-hmm. on Kyrie. If Kyrie's there, uh, I got the Nets making it out the East if Kyrie is there. Um, I just think, though, the Lakers beat them because Russell Westbrook is going to be the key because uh, he's so aggressive and so physically dominant and imposing. Um, he's going to give trouble to those guards, trying to guard him from the paint, well, trying to guard him beginning from getting into the paint. And then I just think his physicality is going gonna, is gonna to just weigh in on – on Nick Claxton and Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, I don't think they can. I don't think they can. They don't have the strength on the bodies to handle that. And then you got AD inside banging, and then obviously LeBron James. So, but if the Bucks make it right, and it's the Bucks and Lakers, I think it's a worse. It, it's 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 a it's a more difficult matchup for the Lakers to play the Bucks than it is the Nets because I think with Russ being there, it it, it now it now shortens. Now you're playing four and five because they have the length to to to, to defend the paint in the rim, and they're gonna dare Russ to all right shoot the ball, and that's not kind of Russ's strength, and he's gonna try to force things in the paint, and it's gonna be very difficult for him to get to the bucket because you're gonna have Giannis, you're gonna have Drew Holiday's your point of attack, you're gonna have Bobby Portis, you're gonna have Brook Lopez all bother him. Not 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 to mention Grayson Allen and Defensive are, are, are on this team, so. I, I just think, you know, at the end of the day, I I wouldn't – I got the Lakers winning it all. Let's just put that out there, right? But I wouldn't bet my last dollar on the Lakers beating the Bucs if the Lakers, if the Lakers played the Bucs in the finals. But the Lakers played the Nets. I like that matchup better because I just think if you look at it from a scheme standpoint, yes, offensively, the Nets are have this firepower. We've never seen these three players, you know, on, on, on a team like this before. I just think scheme-wise, you look at the matchups – Lakers are going to be so so and so far more physical than the Nets. That that'll give them the edge to win that series, which the the Bucks can match that physicality in my in, in my estimation. So that, that that's why I, you know that's my scenario with that. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into okay before, before we end the show. Oh, Lex, we, yeah, our last segment before we end the show because you know you know the uh, NBA is about to kick off very soon. Um, let's get into our awards. Um, so who do you guys got for MVP? So for MVP, I have Luca. Um, yeah, I know it was. I didn't want to go with Giannis. Um, I went with Luca because I feel like they, especially with the injuries that is going on with the uh, the Nuggets and the Clippers, is like uh-huh. they, they have an easier way to climb up the standings, you know. And usually the MVP award is usually given out to. Roughly around like maybe the third or the fourth seed, but the thing is like Luke is going to constantly put up numbers, you know, that you can't even you have no choice but to look at it and say he's the MVP. But it all comes down to team success. But for my pick, I got Luca. Okay, Eric. My MVP, I got Giannis. I think he's mission this season to get back, I'll get back to the finals and win it. I think mm-hmm. he's going to have a a big season coming up, and in addition with the um with his jump shot, I think he's gonna have a monster season. I'm predicting 
29-15 and 7 with three blocks. Mm. So that's my okay. MVP right there. Yeah, my, my MVP is going to be Giannis and or LeBron James. Um, I just think people are underestimating the the difficulty it'll take for LeBron to kind of figure this whole thing out. And if he looks, if we've never seen a player in year 19 uh, sustain this level of success and athleticism, um, and this relevancy, I just think just a narrative, because we all know MVP is about narratives. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron has a chance to get the MVP this year. I don't think he's going to be going for it, because I, I, I think his focus is just going to be like gelling the team together and trying to get to the finals and win that chip. But I I, 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 I can see it, but I would I would go with Giannis as well. Or I, And I like your Luka point, too. I think, you know, with my ranking, if, if, if the Mavs are a top-five team in the West, you, 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 can, you can yeah, you can pencil Luka in as, as, as a finals uh, – excuse me, as an MVP finalist for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So next, defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year for me, I have Anthony Davis. I just think the defense this year um, – you know, AD having a full offseason, really being able to showcase. He doesn't have to carry the load offensively as much as he had to the past couple of years. I just think now this year he can really focus on defense, especially him playing the five a lot more. Um, I, I got him as my defensive player of the year. Um, for DPOY, I got Giannis. Um, I feel like the league has moved more towards like a whole analytics kind of thing. So even if you're not recording the actual stat as far as like a block or like a defensive rebounds, like there's certain numbers in there that also count to you being a pivotal part in winning the defensive yeah, award. PR, right, you know, exactly. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's like pretty much what you mentioned, like about let's just say if the Lakers and the Bucks was to meet, and I'm not counting this whole uh this whole take on that, but a lot of dudes not going to want to go in the lane with Giannis standing there, you yeah, know? Yeah. You see Giannis there, you <laughs> you shooting the ball, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I think he's going to put, it like, a fair, a fair in a lot of players' heart. Like, yo, you either want to go up, get blocked, or I'm going to put you down, you know, when you go up against me. So I got Giannis for Defensive Player of the Year. All right, for my Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to go this route. I'm going to go Joel Embiid. Mm. Um, I think I think he has a, he has a I think he has a, a a big chip on his shoulder. Last last year and ended way, way it ended way oof it ended ugly yeah it ended weird yep. and also and and plus what's happening right now with the whole Ben Simmons situation he's just very very worried about going back getting back to basketball and I just think he's gonna have a I think he's gonna have a resurgence season. He doesn't want to be deal with, with the nonsense. Him and Doc Rivers. I, and I think he's gonna he's gonna come out as he's gonna come out with a monster defensive season, and I think he's on the mission also. Um, I got him as the best player of the year. Nice, um, rookie of the year. So for me, I think I think a lot of people are gonna take you know Kay Cunningham and Jalen Green. Um, I have Jalen Green penciled in. I just, I, I just think you know he's just gonna score a bunch of points. Um, that Rocket team is gonna they're really young. They're not gonna be very good, but he's gonna have a, a lot of highlights. But my sleeper for rookie of the year too is Josh Giddy from OKC. Josh Giddy is going to be mm. really, really, really good. Um, he's a you know he's a good shooter. He's a, he's a very 
good feel for the game. He can he can pass really well. If you guys get a chance, watch some OKC games this year. Josh Goody is going to be really good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him and Shea Goodis Alexander work together as they're like one and two. Um, and um, But, yeah, I got either Jalen Green or Josh Giddy because I just think with Kay Cunningham, you're going to have Jeremy Grant there in, in Detroit. And, uh, you know, Jeremy Grant is the focal point of that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so for rookie of the year, I had – this was tough um, for, two for like, these reasons. So I had Cade, but the thing is that, like, it also relates to, like, team success as well too. But the thing is, like, the difference between the MVP award and the rookie of the year award is, like – all right, you can't you can't do so much. You can, but then again, it's like as much is not really expected from you or your team. So that's where K comes into play. But then Jalen, on the other hand, can also make a case as well for it too. But what t- what brings him back is that there's a lot of young guys on that team. Pretty much what you just mentioned. You know, you have Christian Wood, you have Kevin Martin Jr., you have uh, Kevin Porter. You know, like you have a lot of these guys that's going to be out there gunning. And like I always say, there's only one basketball, you know. So, it, and I think the Rockets are in this process where they're trying to figure out who the guy is. And these young players, they let that ego get to the head. And like, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. You know what I mean? So, uh, but if I had to choose, I would go with Cade. Um, uh, my my rookie of the year, I'm going Evan Mobley with the Cavaliers. Mm. Um, oh yeah, nice, nice, nice. I I I really I really like his game a lot. The Boston mm-hmm. a lot. The USC a lot. Mm-hmm. He has a, he has a, a big man's game. Yeah, he and reminds me of Anthony Davis a lot too. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. And I just think I just think that the Cavaliers they're they're moving in that direction of rebuilding, building development, and under that coaching staff of Bernie Pick of um Jimmy Pickerstaff and them, I think he's gonna get a lot of touches because he's gonna be in the um in that front court with Jared Allen, so he's gonna help him out a lot. Um, also, I just think the playmaking of Colin Sexton and um, Darius Garland is going to help out a lot with um, Evan, um, Evan Mobley. I, I, just, I, 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 I got really a, like, a, a little thing about that, though. I think Colin Sexton is going to be traded, though. Yeah, I, I can see that, too. And yeah. Trade that Which, line. yeah, I, I think that log jam at the four. This is the reason why I didn't pick Evan Mobley, because I think they're so log jam at the forward center position. Like, they have Kevin Love, they have Lloyd Marketing, they have J- Jared Allen. And they got more. I just like where's Mobley getting these minutes from? You know he's what I mean? Get to, minutes. To play, he's, you know, if you're if you're if you're a top five, you get minutes, and someone's gonna have to get get um traded out. Yeah, so I that's think true. He's gonna he's gonna I think he's gonna slip into that. Maybe not not to the starting role early, but later yeah. on into the season, and he's gonna develop, develop, develop. And I really like this game a lot. I think if he, I think I can see him coming out as a good year. Okay. And lastly, coach of the year. Uh, Coach of the year, I got Monty. I got Monty Williams. Um, I feel like he's going to continue with the progression that he had last year with that that Phoenix Suns basketball club. And, I mean, even though nobody doubted him as a coach, we all knew that Coach Monty was a really good coach, just never been in a position to, like, like I think that's the farthest he's gotten. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like he's just going to continue with that whole narrative, like, you know, especially with – even though there's, there isn't much drama, like on like we spoke about earlier, like the right. caliber of like Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving with the whole DeAndre Ayton issue, I feel like he's still gonna. They still got the same core, you know, with like a few added pieces. Like they picked up Landry Shaman, they picked up Javel McGee, who was a really good pickup, you know. So I think they're. I think he's the coach of the year in my book, you know. Okay, all right. Um, coach of the year. Mm. I'm gonna go co-coach of the year. I'm gonna go Billy Donovan Bulls and James Borrego of the Hornets. Mm. 
Mm, I like I think, that. I like. I just, just me. It, for for me, it's just the Bulls. They they've um they've exceeded. They um upgraded their roster a lot. So I think that they're gonna get into the playing tournament. And um, I think the 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 second year of the with the Lamella Ball and that in the young roster that's gonna be a yeah, fun team to watch. That's gonna be a very fun team. I think yeah. what, what James Ray Brigham did last year. He had him. He had him in the in the, in the playoff spot until injuries caught up with them. Yeah. So I think with the full season, full training camp, and with the emergence of that whole that that young core, of the Hornets, I think James Brigham is going to get some some serious consideration of coaching to him and Billy Donovan. Nice. Um, I'm a little. I'm all, I'm going to go different here. Uh, I like your Billy Donovan pick, though, Eric. Like I think I think that's I think Billy Donovan will be will be a candidate. Um. But I, I I have two LA coaches. I have mm. Frank Vogel mm. and I have Ty Lue. Ty Lue. Mm. The reason why mm. Frank Vogel I think can have the opportunity because if the Lakers want to have the best record in the West, the, right? All over the, and again, it's all narrative based. Like we all yeah. know, this is a storyline. Like yeah. all these awards are always though mostly driven, mostly driven by obviously the success of the player and or executive or coach, but. Also, there's a narrative push behind all these things. We, we all know this. So mm-hmm. there's a narrative out there with the Lakers, right? And a lot of people are not high on them. And they think, you know, the fit is not great. And Frank Vogel going to have a tough time, you know, figuring out the lineup schemes and how to do this and how to fit Russ and how to fit these old guys and how to fit the new guys. The Lakers wind up with either the, the best record in the West or even the best record in the league. Frank Vogel will get uh, the consideration to be the coach of the year. Also, Ty Lue. What Tyloo to me showed last year in the playoffs, so he's the best coach in the league right now. Um, with the adjustments he can make on the fly from series to, from series, to series and plays mm-hmm. to plays, um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested interested to see what he does uh, with this Clippers roster. I think if the Clippers avoid the playing with Kawhi being out and just having Paul George, you know, and Reggie Jackson, Jackson. and 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 somehow improving Eric Bledsoe's production. I think he gets coach of the year um, because I, no one's no one right now was anticipating the Clippers to be a top five team in the West. So if they somehow get to that point and without Kawhi Leonard, I think Ty Lue gets that coach of the year nod. But I also I do see Billy Donovan. Uh, that that that's a really good thing yeah. about him. Billy mm-hmm. Donovan, I think, can actually be the coach of the year as well with the Bulls' success. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, we're gonna do um six man a year. Our yeah. last one, we do yeah, this last one. Yeah, that, that yeah. one that and we also got to do most improved. We could, we could, do oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. Um, last two. Six man a year was really hard for me because it came down to two. Well, actually, three. And like, it, like I said, it all depends on team success. So, I'm gonna choose one, I'm gonna go with Tyler Hero on this one. Um, it was hard between him and Kevin Herter, even though like I'm kind of counting out the defending reigning six man of the year award winner and jo- uh, Jordan Clarkson, JC. But I feel like with the Heat been really better this year, Tyler Hero is going to have to play a very important role on this basketball team to get him over the hump. They have all the pieces. Right. They just got to win. Yeah. You know, right. and I also was going to say Kevin Herter, especially with the Hawks, you know, what we talked about earlier in the show about how the Hawks were almost there they went to six games with the with the champions you know like 
Kevin Herter coming off the bench, he definitely showed that he could light it up, you know. So, and I feel like when it comes down to six man, they usually kind of give it to the guy who's coming off the bench and scoring a bunch of points. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you don't affect the game in an offensive way, like it's like, hey, bro, you got it, you know. But those two are marksmen. Um, they're gonna come off the bench, score some points, uh, get some buckets really quickly in numbers. So I have, but my pick is Tyler Hero. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Patty Mills. Um, I, I think I think the Nets with no Kyrie Irving. I thought yeah, of it. with, with mm. no Kyrie Irving right and now. There's somebody else I thought about too, but go ahead, keep going. Um, I, I think Patty Mills has a has a chance to get six minutes. Yeah, I think he's gonna be like on fire off the bench. You know, um, with his shooting ability, his his playmaking, trying to you know get into the cup. He's very good at what he does. Uh, his role, um, you know, especially now. You know, now he's actually playing for a, a championship contender. Um, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Patty Mills as my sixth man. I do like the Tyler Hero uh, scenario though, but I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with him there. Uh, for my sixth man of the year, I'm going Derrick Rose. Um, okay. Last year they were when he got when he got traded to the Knicks. They went 24 and 11 with him in, in on their roster. Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, he, was, yeah. he, was, he, was he picked it up. Mm-hmm. He was big down. He was big down the stretch. Yep. Um, he trust Thibodeau. He you know he trusts him a whole lot more than he would have had a starting point guard. Now you add Kemba to the to the to the lineup, and now you, when I when I've seen the last couple of preseason games, is like if Kemba Walker doesn't have it, you can rely on Derrick Rose. Exactly. Bump up the um the, the point yep. guard rotation. Yeah. In the ideal situation, you want to have Kemba there healthy and then mm. Rose come off the bench because he's part of that bench mob with, with the Knicks bench mob. Mm-hmm. really just bludgeoning teams left and right last year. So I see that happening. Derek Rose, he's looking like his old, not like his old self Chicago days, but like, like what he did last year with the Knicks. And yep. I just I just see the balance with him coming into that lineup with that second unit and providing that much needed spark and just, and just making sure that the the then making sure that the second unit is in is in is in is in lockstep because they're what I've seen during the preseason is that the sec the, the bench is way more it's way more ahead of the starters because they gotta mm-hmm. get jailed and they gotta get jailed with the with the new players in the roster. So I just think that Derrick Rose is gonna have another big season. Um his production wise is gonna go up and he's gonna get trusted even more under tips. And I just think that that's the reason why I got the Knicks finishing that fourth is because of that bench is going to be it's going to be the real key to see where they finish in the, in the standings. Nice, I like that. Um, so for most improved for me, I'm going to go with Jordan Poole for the Warriors. Same. I just think Jordan Poole's going to have a really, really good. So here, here's what I was going to say. My bad to cut you off, but yeah. um, I was also going to have him as a sixth man. But I know, like as the beginning of the season, he's going to be playing majority. He's going to be starting. You know, until Clay comes back, but right. pretty much, Ernest, you could take it from here. Like my yeah. my reason of why he's going to be Emin, uh most improved is what we witnessed. You know, when they played us those past couple of games in the preseason, right. just seeing his growth overall. Yeah, I just I just think Jordan Poole, he's going to take a really really big step this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, and he mm-hmm. he has the opportunity right now uh, with Clay being out. Um, to exactly. really see, yeah, mm. to see what really he, he can do. I, I I just think right now Jordan Poole is my most improved player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. you can lock me in for that too. For my most improved player, 
I'm going OG and Anobi out of the, the mm. Raptors. Mm. It was it was between him and Jordan Poole. I just think that OG and Anobi, he's, he's um, how can I say this? But Jordan Poole is like the you're gonna get a a unanimous vote because I'm with the system he's in. With the Raptors, with OG, I think he's gonna get much more of a, of a bigger option to um to showcase what he has, and I think he started see, seeing that a little bit last year, mm-hmm. and I think this year he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna um he's going to um he's gonna grow from that, and then I think he's gonna get more opportunities because he's not there's I don't think there's no one in front of him in that rotation for the Raptors, so I think that yeah, him, plus Pascal is hurt right too, mm-hmm. and and Pascal's hurt. So he's gonna have a much more bigger, bigger but role until so he gets so Pascal gets back. I say this though, I, I I think OG may get traded though. Um, depending on what happens with Ben Simmons, I, I think I think he'll wind up in Philly. Hmm. But we'll see. Interesting. But we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, but yeah, that concludes yeah. episode five, you know, guys, of our um, you know, pre of our playoff early seeding prediction. Uh, and uh, player prediction awards and WNBA reaction. Um, again, you know, we appreciate all of you tuning in, sending us feedback, shouting us out. We love, we love, love the love that we're getting. Um, and appreciate stay tuned because yeah, we're definitely going to have um, s- some fans on the show for sure. Um, it's definitely coming up really soon. Um, look forward to that. All right. All right. So, signing out, I'm Eric L. Catch me on Twitter, Eric L Beats, Instagram, Eric L Beats, Facebook, Eric L. So if you want to get in contact with me, you can hit me up on there. Yes, sir. And plus, uh, and plus I'll be at the home opener for the Knicks Celtic game tomorrow. So I'll provide I'll provide some more some clips from, from, from MSG, the atmosphere of the game. I'll probably mm-hmm. give you like a little um analysis of what of the during uh, halftime and the end of the game. So stay tuned for that. And um yeah, I'll be going to a couple of Nick games this season, so you'll be seeing, you'll be getting a couple of analysis from me. From he'll be at more Nick games than Spike Lee. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. So you know, yeah. it is, and no, and, but and the thing is that the Nick fan base is highly anticipated of this team, and after going to the last preseason game, when it's like for like a, a playoff crowd for a preseason game, it's like okay, we're ready, we're ready to. Oh go. yeah, when Junior Trano hit the game winning three, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it like so a this, this game in the arena. There's definitely high expectations for that team. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. I, he's excited to see what's going, what's going to happen at the Garden. Um, you know, being being from New York and kind of seeing that atmosphere, it's good. It's good to have the Knicks and the Nets to be good. Like it's good right. to have New York basketball right. all around to be good. Mm-hmm. Can't say yep. the same thing about the football team, but the basketball team is is, is going to be phenomenal and going to be going to be really good atmosphere. <laughs> and I can't wait, can't can't wait to to look forward to seeing that. Um, uh, Ernest, you know. Myself, they'll catch me on a few Laker games this year. Um, I'll, I'll be out in Los Angeles a lot, um, so stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, you can follow me on tw- on Twitter, Ernest Ernest Booker eighty uh, eight. Follow me on Instagram, or live uh, earnestly on Instagram. Um, I'm not really on Facebook like that, but it is what it is. And uh, yeah, man, stay tuned. We got a lot of content coming up, a lot of good things happening. All right, and this is Armasha Domus signing out. Um, I'm gonna definitely try to make some games this year as well too. I know the Lake Show 
come to the garden in November, like that Thanksgiving yep. week. So I'm definitely trying to yeah, twenty third. So I'm definitely trying to they play the Nets. They play the Nets in December. Yeah, in Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Christmas in, January. 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 At yeah, at Barclays. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna. I got those those two games marked on my calendar, and definitely gonna try to uh, catch a game out there in LA next year. I haven't decided when, but you know, definitely gonna you know get a look at the league show this year. You know. Um, but yeah, this is Armashadamus signing out. You can find me on underscore Armashadamus on Instagram. You can find me at Armashadamus on Twitter. And just hit me up if you want to talk about sports. Like we could do it, you know. But just don't come with no craziness, man. But yeah, everybody's yeah, entitled yeah, to their yeah. own opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we're signing off. Catch you next week. All right. Peace. Peace. Lakers it. Lakers in. Boom. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs>